here's the thing. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. And um, uh, I, I, w I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that Im implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get, get just freeing people from those obligations. Uh, so it, 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 the question of who gets forgiven, whether, if, to use the term of art that is out there, uh, is, a, is a debate. Do we use the, whatever money there is for the broadest base of support of the, those with um, more people with even less debt or fewer people with more debt? That's a policy discussion. But the difference between the president, the president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. They, not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive. <laughs>Cast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and 
mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And the time of the live broadcast just so happens to be September the 11th, 2022. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is, in fact, 21 years after the attack that brought down the Twin Towers. And just like any other Sunday, I had the Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards. And uh, I'll be bringing you that along with some other things as the broadcast goes along. So just to make sure that I get all of the conversation in, let's go ahead and get started with part one of the Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, it's my distinct pleasure and honor to have on the show with me a man who doesn't need a uh, introduction, but I'll give him one just the same because he's earned it. Uh, he is the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook. He is the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again for our Sunday afternoon conversation Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, uh, thank you so very much. As always, I greatly appreciate you giving up a bit of your weekend to hang out with us and converse with me and talk to the audience as well. Before we jump into anything at all, though, uh, how are you today? Excellent. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, the giving up a little bit of the weekend is well worth it. The visit uh, with you on your show. And I'm always uh, you know, still honored to do it. And just thanks so much for the invite. Well, let's jump right in. Uh, for those that are listening to the podcast or the rebroadcast on terrestrial radio, uh, you're hearing this uh, maybe a little later than the initial conversation uh, point. Uh, we are together on September 11th, 2022, uh, 21 years after uh, how was it, Ilhan Omar put it? Uh, some people did some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, obviously, it's the anniversary of 9 11, a, a day that occurred in 2001, uh, something that uh, hopefully Americans will not completely forget, although there were several folks that have voices in the uh, political. Uh, range today that uh, clearly have no idea what it was that happened, and uh, that's a shame. Uh, obviously, they're doing a lot of different ceremonial things to honor uh, those nearly 3,000 Americans that lost their lives, along with several folks from the UK as well. But, uh, you know, I, I can't help but feel like we've lost track of what it is we're supposed to be remembering. Uh, I'm still on board with making September 11th a day of remembrance, not a holiday, but uh, a day of remembrance. I'm afraid that like so many others, though, Ron, it would probably just be forgotten this as far as what exactly it is we're doing, because it just doesn't feel like we really have a firm grasp of what happened that day 21 years ago. What say you? I say you're correct. Uh, we don't have a firm grip on that, just like we don't have a firm grip on Independence Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. Um, and this is by design. In fact, only 13, no, 13, 14 states in the in, in our republic uh, teach what happened in 9-11 accurately, if at all, only 14. And like I said, that's by design. If you don't know nothing, you, you got that mixed up. And if you're not teaching 
the the history. If you're not teaching people uh, what type of ilk would go and and drill planes into skyscrapers and cause the death and may, mayhem because of a disagreement, uh, if you're not teaching these things and what to look for and why, you're not going to have that kind of, uh, let's say, uh, adherence to common sense. You're not going to uh, be aware. You're not going to be prepared in the future. Oh, by the way, Tim, we're not prepared. We are less prepared today for a similar attack than we were then. Oops. And uh, and what makes it uh, even more doubly uh, infuriating is that this is by design. It's not about ignorance or anything like that. They knew what they were doing. And uh, here we are. And so on this once once again, another anniversary has come and is going. And we, the people, have to sit here and put up with uh, such insolence as, as a non-caring attitude when it comes to what happened in 9-11 or whether it's Independence Day. Memorial Day. I mean, the list goes on and on. Flag Day, Veterans Day. It, it, they don't care. But there, there's a reason why. It's a logical reason why they don't care. They're not taught. And if you don't know nothing, and you you know you you've got that mixed and got that mixed up, then you can't respond correctly. I blame not the young people that don't know. I blame the teachers, the parents, the preachers, all three orchestrating together to misinform, to water down. And uh, to carry on the way they've been carrying on, I, I, you know, it's it's their fault. And our nation is in, in danger because of that. In fact, it was that attitude, Tim, that led to 9-11, the original 9-11. So history repeats itself if you're stupid enough to allow it. Yeah, there's there's little question about it. We we have competing forces operating in this country that want to see us fail and flounder. Uh, they have their own reasons and rationale for it. And as you said, there's a good number of folks that unfortunately are helping to propagate it who have not been properly taught, who don't realize that they're engaging in continuation of propaganda and, and indoctrination as opposed to educating you because they themselves have been victims of that. But what is worse is there are folks who do know the truth and who actively work against it. Uh, who see the United States and our Constitution as an impediment to their control of people that they have no business and certainly no right to controlling. More truth needs to be expressed. And unfortunately, we also need to have more examples of people doing the right thing, not fewer examples. And that brings me to the next topic I wanted to touch on you with, because uh, even though it's been a few days now, you and I have not had a chance to talk person to person about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Really bothered me when, when the news broke that she had passed, not because I have any special love to the crown and the monarchy. I'm not an Anglophile, although I do have brotherly and sisterly love for our uh, friends across the pond, uh, those that are still questing for liberty and who are also being squashed under the boot of tyranny, the same as many of us here in the States are. But Elizabeth was more than just a symbol of the monarch. She had devoted her entire life to service. She was perhaps the last great example uh, of what happens when somebody dedicates themselves to service of the people above themselves. And I think she, she is a great loss to the world, not because she was queen, but because she was the queen that actually manifested all the traits that the uh, crown was supposed to and that all of Western society should strive for. Huh. Gee, how do I follow up on that? Great description, sir. 
She is a, an individual who will be sorely missed. I remember when I first heard the news that uh, she had expired, and I felt this sadness. It was like oh, I almost could have cried because I knew what we were losing. And it was in the same context from, of which you sp- spoke. Uh, what a servant, what a great lady, what an example, what's, what a steadfast rudder on the, on the ship of that nation that she has been and uh totally an anathema to what has followed her in charles oh she is the only reason why i even kept a fleeting interest in the the monarchy because of her unique personality because of her the way she carried herself and i watched how she interacted with our presidents throughout the years beginning with ronald reagan and how they were friends and how she um, also interacted with Trump, saying that, boy, he's such a he's such a wonderful man. He, he could have been a great son. And you see the heart in, in, in someone's heart. You can base someone's heart on how they treat certain individuals. And she was very, 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 very uh, a devout Christian. I, I, I sensed that. But then I got two witnesses, one British, one American, who let me know, yes, she accepted Christ a long time ago, and that uh, that she even spoke recently about it before her death. But she kept it quiet, and she kept uh, uh, things close to the vest. She she didn't uh, pound it over anyone's head. But here's the thing. She also had humor. I liked her because I thought she was a cool old lady, because you remember the 2012 Olympics, the London Olympics, uh, the skit she did with James Bond, the James character. I forget the, the actor's name. It wasn't the great one, Sean. Sean. Um, Sean. John Connery. Yes, Connery. How I could forget that. Lord, I guess we all have a Joe Biden movement every once in a while. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But um, yeah. And when he walks in now, I didn't know this at the time. I guess no one knew this. That when he walked into her room, she was supposed to immediately greet him. But we all know that when we, we watched it, we, he walks in and he's standing there peace, I mean, patiently until he goes. <clears throat> and then she slowly turns around. Oh, good evening, Mr. Bond. And that was her little improvision, impro- improvising. And it just showed you that she just wasn't just an old, a stodgy, a stodgy one like Charles. She loved the people. She, yes, she was very traditional, but she had a softness to her. She had a softness in her heart. And she did honestly love the people. And they knew it. That's why they loved her. I mean, I, we, I just got off the phone. I mean, the uh, out of communication with folks from Great Britain. Both are... Uh, Long-time devout Christians, but they loved the Queen, and they really miss her. So, a sad day. Yeah, there's no question. It's a tremendous loss for the world. One of the greatest lights that we had, simply because of the choices she made, uh, is no longer with us. And uh, it also speaks a lot to her impact and uh, how positive of a force she was just by watching the reactions from the check marks uh, over on uh, Twitter. When you see the reaction from the left, so full of hatred and vitriol, all relishing in the fact that she had passed with no real idea or knowledge of the history that was involved or what has actually changed, because uh, it's entirely possible, even if Charles's reign as king ends tomorrow, he will Ooh, have that'd had- be great. Oh, yeah, it would. And I'm sure there's a lot of folks in the UK who may not be willing to say so out loud, but who would still secretly agree with us. Uh, 
it, it would still be too long. Uh, part of me always secretly thought one of the reasons why Elizabeth was hanging on so long as she did was because she was trying to make sure that Charles was never king. <laughs> I really think it came down to that. It's like uh, you are such a disappointment to me. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and I and I agree. And it's so funny. Well, it's not funny, but when she when I found out she died, I said, "Oh crap!" My bucket list just got a little shorter. Because I always had this dream of meeting the queen. I said, Lord, I want to do something great. And I would be in a position just to meet the queen just one time. And if you look at these photographs, oh, my God, photographs, celebrities, they don't they stop going, basically. But I mean, from the Jackson Five to the Beatles to Frank Sinatra Ronald Reagan, who she knighted, by the way. Most people don't remember that he he was knighted by her. Um, All these great entertainers, and back then they were great entertainers, not like the crap we have today. And they all were there. I mean, someone sent me a photograph, and I put it up on um, Facebook. They sent me a photograph the other day with the Jackson 5 in front of her, and they were wishing Great Britain, not glad tidings, but, you know, uh, sending their condolences because they have a very close affinity with Great Britain because of their how much they're loved in Great Britain and they have residences in, in Great Britain and all of that. And they perform over there still to this day very often, much more than here. But great entertainers from throughout history, Bob Hope and, and, and all these people, when you think about how she attracted people from all walks of life, whether you were Hollywood, when Hollywood was putting out good stuff, from India... Even Putin, um, the only world leader of any consequence that I don't think that they've heard from is uh, Xi Jinping. Even some of the Muslim Islamic nations have, have sent their condolences. And she was very, very much loved throughout Africa. A lot of people don't know that either. Right. And you certainly wouldn't expect it if you only heard... Like I said, some of these uh, blue check marks over in Twitter, because to them, they're claiming that she was representational of imperial colonialism, which, you know, that's not even a fair assessment, given the history of uh, the fact that she oversaw the decolonization of the British Empire. She she even said as much in one of her most memorable speeches where she talked about the struggle of being a conservative in the modern age because it was just a short while after World War II when she was giving this speech. Uh, and again, thinking about the longevity of how long she was queen, it, it's amazing to think about. Uh, no monarch has ruled as long, uh, even though technically she didn't really rule anything uh, given how the government works over there. And I don't want to make it sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, but the fact that she was the queen for so long and she got to see so many changes in the transition of the 20th century into the 21st, she made a point of talking about the greatest struggle of being a conservative. She didn't put it in those words, but it's clear that was the message, was in deciding what new things to embrace as society moves forward and which things to hold dear and take forward. And I think that's a message that a lot of us could uh, stand to to spend some time contemplating even today. Absolutely, because uh, that is one of the underpinnings that has really harmed our nation, letting go and getting rid of uh, not holding near and dear the principles that made your society great. 
I understand about change, innovation, and creativity, and invention, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But there are certain things when it comes to the area of principles that should not be gotten rid of any more than oxygen should gotten be gotten rid of for us to breathe. In order for a nation to breathe and to grow and to, and to be strong, there are certain principles that are as important to the life of that nation as oxygen is to the life of our bodies. And she understood that. The lady was just remarkable in her patience and in her disappointment. I'm sure that she shared a lot of disappointment, but she did not express her herself in that way publicly. She she just didn't. Um, and always, and I used to love to listen to her Christmas messages. I would go ahead and listen into the BBC and 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 tune in even as a little child. My father and I, we would ham radio it out and and try to listen to the Queen. But of course or BBC, and we would check out the Queen. Um, her, her, her Christmas messages were always wonderful, even, even in recent years. I still would tune in to make sure I, I always heard the Queen's Christmas messages because they were very sincere. They were very sincere messages, and she really... Uh, and, and you have to admire the fact that during the Second World War, when many of her ilk were offered to be shipped to America for safety, because, uh, you know, of Hitler's blitz. Guess what she did? She says, oh, no, I, my duty is with, with my people, with, is with my country. I, and she was out there fixing military vehicles, yeah. changing tires and fixing engines and doing a very good job of it, by the way. She just wasn't like a photo op or, or, or whatever. No, she was really doing the work. And I've seen videos of it. She knew what the heck she was doing. So... I, that's that's the other reason why I had so much respect for her and, and just always had an endearing feeling toward her because um, they don't make them like that anymore. I mean, I'll never be as good of a mechanic as she was. Well, I don't need to be now. They're all chips and everything and, and garbage. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that that again, it just once again speaks to the fact that she didn't give lip service to the idea of serving her people. As she rolled her sleeves up, she became one of the foremost diesel mechanics in all of Great Britain. And uh, I think I love the fact, too, uh, that even later in her life, when asked what she was most proud of, she talked about her ability to um, do some of these repairs that she learned during that time. Not about anything that most great leaders would be talking about their personal accomplishments. She was proud to have learned to become a mechanic and been able to do the things she did. Yeah, again, that level of service, it just does not exist in the mindset of most people who claim to have a devotion to the public sector, which, of course, means I'm going to have to transition to U.S. politics and uh. our public sector folks here uh, as much as i hate to uh it, it is kind of the thing where if we don't talk about it ron I, I just don't think there's enough other people who will but before we do that we'll call this the end of the first segment we want to give you a chance to remind people where they can find your work and then we'll go into the next segment well absolutely thank you uh you can simply go to the ron edwards.com the ron edwards.com and you can find where the ron edwards american experience talk show is aired where you can find it very quickly and uh, enjoy, join the growing audience and uh, have a good time. And uh, there you have it, therondedwards.com. Check it out. And also check out the world's greatest coffee. Yum, yum, yum. All right. And you folks stay right where you're at. Uh, I'll 
I'll be back with Ron Edwards right after this brief break. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. If the Democrat leftists believe they have better ideas, what are they so afraid of? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Recently, in the very hot state of Florida, the Seminole County Republican Party headquarters was vandalized by anarchist groups who align politically with the Democrat Party. The Seminole Republicans said, quote, Our answer is to clean up and move on. The leftist thugs used their lack of imagination when they spray-painted the message, Fast SHIT Happens, and they superglued the lock on the front door of the Republican office. The damage is added up to about $700. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel blamed snappy Joe Biden for rhetoric endorsing the idea that conservatives are fascists. Even more relevant is the fact that Democrat leftists who go around like uncivilized beasts in the dark of night conducting destructive childish pranks against Republicans who say they support the right to life even for the unborn, real education, strong traditional families, belief in God, liberty, a strong economy, protected borders, etc. Are themselves the actual fascists? Remember, leftists always accuse others of what they themselves are guilty of. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acidic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Want to 18. Let me eat a bill bar. Let me eat a bill bar. Let me eat a bill bar.
favorite tastes like cherries in a chocolate fondue. My favorite tastes like brownies in a chocolate fondue. Do you make coconuts in the woods in a chocolate fondue? Let me eat a pill bar. Let me eat a pill bar. their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. everybody we are back thank you so very much for staying with us through that uh very brief break and i know it still seems like forever because you guys are just waiting to to get back to hearing ron edwards uh, hopefully a little bit of me too but uh yeah, mostly ron i know we are tuning in on uh, these sunday afternoon conversation shows uh ron we were uh talking a little bit about 9-11's anniversary uh, at the top uh talked a little bit about the passing of queen elizabeth and uh, then we're making this terrible, horrific transition into American politics, especially given one of the bigger stories of this past week. That being, of course, uh, the district judge in Florida granted uh, Donald Trump his request for a special master so that it would presumably stop the DOJ from just ransacking through all these documents, which I tend to think by now they've probably already gotten a look at anyway. I don't think it really would have accomplished much given the time that had passed, and especially given the way the FBI seems to have treated these documents. Uh, we also, the pictures on uh, social media, uh, it seems to me like that was a criminal offense more so than anything that the man with the power to declassify may have done. But uh, with all that, uh, the bigger story, I think, comes from the fact that the DOJ, within their legal rights, I suppose, technically, has officially announced they will be appealing the ruling. They do not want a special master. Uh, and I half expected to hear their argument being, we object to having one because it's racist to have any position called master. I just, <laughs> that's how woke we are now. I half expected it and uh, thought that that might be the most convincing argument to whatever judge heard it. But all woke jokes aside, uh, what's your take on the notion that they uh, still want to try and prevent somebody from coming in and acting as a referee? Well, here's the thing. The Justice Department or just them department and Donald Trump's legal team, are they, they staked out positions uh, last this past week and on the role to be played by an independent arbiter 
who will review documents seized during the uh, wrongful FBI search of uh, Marlago. U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon uh, had given both sides until last week to submit potential candidates for the role of a special master, as well as proposals for the scope. And the back and forth of the special master is playing out continuously, because basically, here's the thing, the Justice or Justin Department, I believe that, um, you know, after they did grant Trump's request for special master and directed the uh, department to temporarily halt its review of records for investigative purposes, well, they're just going to, they're just appealing it. Because here's the thing, though, the FBI, the Justice Department, the presidency, Congress, the CII, all these entities have one thing in common. They are all dominated by leftists who do not have any affinity for the law. And that is why, as part of this ongoing situation, I forget if it, I forgot which day, but you can you can check it out. At least 37 uh, people that are affiliated with uh, Donald Trump who helped with his campaign were recently arrested, harassed. I don't know if they're all let go or any of them let go, but I know they were arrested and have been uh, are being intimidated by the government. So that just in case Trump, when he is arrested and he will be, uh, doesn't stay in jail permanently and he decides to run, there will be so much intimidation factor that a lot of people that are very talented will be afraid to join the Trump team and actually help him uh, to, to get reelected. And so uh, this is what a lot of this is all about it's to kill still uh, and destroy Trump's chances of being elected. You got 11,000 documents, including more than 100 with classified markings, some at the top secret level. Well, guess what? Ali Obama took top secret level documents from the White House, as did other presidents. And those boxes, did you know that Trump doesn't even didn't even take those boxes to Mar-a-Lago? In, in, what now? I said, right. He, he's not the one who packed those. Go ahead. No. Yeah. So he he's not even guilty of doing doing it. Everything is legal. But because there are so many incurably ignorant, hate, hateful people, stupid people, and because much of the government has gone rogue that no longer operates or even pretends to operate according to the statutes or principles of our Constitution, they're within their constitutional mandates. Those days are temporary, at the very least, temporarily done. It could be permanent, depending on certain things that are that either happen or don't happen in the not too distant future. But it does seem that Trump will get elected. There, I mean, not elected. Yeah, that too. But in the near term, will get arrested because they're doing whatever the hell they want to do. They're no different than the thugs in the streets of San Francisco. New York, Cleveland, or wherever that are getting away with doing whatever they want to do. And because they have, as Joe Biden said, he reminded the, the, the mega folks, the government has the bigger guns. And so based upon that, they're going to do what they want to do. A lot of people didn't read as much into, into uh, Biden's spe- speech as I thought they would. He was basically telling, we're coming after you and there's nothing you can do about it. God is not even going to stop me. And so far he hasn't. It's going to be very interesting. That's all I got to say, because they're going to continue to do whatever it is they want to do. Principles be damned. Constitutional be be damned. God be kicked out. And if you get in their way, they will roll over you and do whatever they want to do, because even though the majority of people do not agree with them, in principle, they disdain Trump's tweets more or they're cowards or they just, oh, Oh, 
I, I don't want to be called a bigot because, you know, they, that's what they call Trump. And I can't speak up for him because, oh, it's just terrible. And I just have to please be a go along to get along member, a no principle person. And so that's where we're at. I know it sounds stupid and maybe I didn't articulate it as well as it should have been. But that's where we're at, Tim. No, no, that doesn't sound stupid at all. In fact, it sounds like uh, the most honest evaluation of the current circumstances uh, that I've heard yet, uh, other than on my own show where I said essentially the same things. And oh, okay. you, you may have done it just a little bit better than me. So I'm going to give you credits for uh, your articulation as well, too. <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I was one of the few people that I've heard. Uh, maybe there's been some folks that I haven't, but one of the few that talked about this campaign event where we don't have audio from, but we have direct documentation of his speech. Uh, he was at a campaign event that was strictly for big-time uh, Democratic contributors, where he was once again whining about the Second Amendment. And he said, what are you Second Amendment folks going to do with your little uh, AR-15s when the, mm -hmm. when the uh, F-16s uh, come flying by? You know, and when you hear that and then you see Darth Darth Biden, which the left <laughs> trying to convince everybody like is, a, <laughs> is a plus meme. Uh, the, the emperor is out here basically saying he's about to restructure uh, our republic into the first galactic empire. It, it was ominous. I don't care how many people want to whine about how, well, the lighting was really red, white, and blue. It's like, you couldn't see the red. You couldn't, uh, I mean, you couldn't see the white. You couldn't see the blue. All you saw was the red. Uh, you saw the Marines in the background, and uh, you saw all these uh, terrible things he was saying where he said specifically, MAGA Republicans, you are a threat to our democracy. Now, I will give Biden credit. On at least two occasions, he talked about us being a republic. But then he kept talking about democracy, 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 along with, I'm not kidding. It's no joke. Uh, it's not hyperbole. Uh, you know, I've made fun of him saying that before because uh, not a joke has come out of his mouth way too often, usually when he's expecting somebody to respond and he doesn't get it. But this time all rolled in. This was a very very dark and ominous speech where he basically declared a majority of the country to be enemies of the state. And to try to whitewash that, try to downplay it, uh, and to try to give credit where, well, he did say it's not even most Republicans. It's just a super Kamehameha Maui massive mega king uh, MAGA Republicans. No, because he also said just earlier that there's not that many of those Republicans left. The party is bullied and dominated by MAGA. And then he goes down this long list of things that basically states what MAGA Republicans want. Oh, we're trying to take us back. We're trying to, to take us back where you can't marry who you love and you can't murder your pre-born baby human uh, at any point in time you want. And, and you can't uh, just disagree with them about anything. All those things makes you MAGA. And I'm sorry, a, a good chunk of people that typically vote Democrat are starting to, to really say it's time to pump the brakes. I uh, even saw Ron a poll that was conducted immediately following that speech where 25% of hardcore Democrats now have the idea that the FBI is little more than Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. 
I don't know if you saw that uh, polling or not. Uh, a ton of conservatives and independents uh, said that, but a quarter of Democrats seem to fall in line with thinking that. Could there be a more dangerous thing for a setting president to do? Let me see. Let me let me give it a think. No, because he's basically telling uh, Americans, if you stand for freedom, if you stand for liberty, things of that nature, uh, to hell with you, and we will take you out. That's basically, in my opinion, what they're saying. They're not see, and they they are playing. They are playing for keeps. And it's time for Americans to understand this, and um, and and for us to do something about it. And and <laughs> it's not worth. It is not worth, my friend, it is not worth sitting idly by and allowing this to happen. I'm sorry. I, I like I, I like my children too much. I like my wife too, too much. I like my friends too much, including you, Tim, to sit idly by and, and just be OK as long as well, as long as uh, I, I can still go get some food and, and, and watch some uh Football, which I don't watch anymore, but as long as I know it's there. And uh, let's see. Okay, uh, let's see. What else can I do? Okay, the restaurants I used to go to are shutting down because the economy is so screwed up. Uh, gee, what what else? What else can I do? Well, I can guess. I can watch Netflix. Well, okay. Uh, you know, it's, see, a pe people have gotten that stupid. They've gotten, I purposely said it, that stupidly. It, as long as they can do something, they're willing to do anything to avoid the real struggle for liberty here. They don't give a rip. Just last week, I want to give you a little short personal story to show you how the evil the left are dug in. My wife, she she participates in a, in a monthly uh, prayer group. A bunch of ladies, they get together and they, you know, re, you know, go to each other's home each each month. This was our month this year. And we didn't even know this. But one of the, the ladies, she's one of them is really old. She's like 80. And um, we didn't know this until after the fact, after the thing was over and she was leaving. She says, well, I just want to let you know that I stopped by your next door neighbor's house and told them how evil that Black Lives Matter sign is. And she says, I really gave them a piece of my mind. She said, of course, they just stood there proudly and looked at me like I was just a total loony bin. I said, well, Peggy Joe, I said, these people, they're, they're even younger than we are. And they're graduates from the University of Michigan. And they're highly successful, which means they're very intelligent. And they know what Black Lives Matter means. I'm Black Lives Matter's first target. They want to get rid of any strong black men in the family because the black females hate us. Second of all, they want to get rid of free market economics and private property. Well, instead of just going on and on, they want full-blown communism with one difference, that the black man is out of the house as an, as a, as an authority figure. He's no good. He, they have aligned themselves with the leftist white man who has been out to destroy the black man from the day one. She says, yeah, I know that, but you really think they know that? I said, yes, they can't help but know it. These people are researchers. He's a successful business owner. Yes, he knows that, as do every, just about every white that, that supports vehemently Black Lives Matter, especially after now, after all the details have come out. Even idiots do know this, and they're crooked. 
behavior with the money. They know that too. But they're diehards and they're support of evil. And that's the way it is. And we, the rest and the rest of us who do not appreciate this this type of evil, which will if they have their way, will literally, not figuratively, will literally kill this nation. Kill it, kill it, kill it. And some of us, they will go after too. Now, and now they all have the backup of the federal government with their F-15s. And so she was like, oh, my God. It was bad enough just knowing the signs there. She says, you, she says, well, you have told me things before, Ron, and I was a little skeptical that every time I went behind your back and I did your did research, you were always right. I said that you did your due diligence. That means you that means you cared. You at least respected me enough, even though you didn't agree with me. You respected enough. Well, just in case, let me go and check. Yeah, the uh, the old. Uh... I hope you're wrong, but I better find out for myself. Where has that gone to, Ron? Because, uh, you know, there's a reason why I say that at the end of every one of my shows. Don't take my word for anything you hear me say. I'm trusting that so many of you keep coming back that you at least like part of what I'm selling. But don't take my word for any of it. Go see for yourself, because that's really the only way to actually tap into the truth is to go find out. Uh, and that mentality has been lost, and uh, it, so much is just media-driven, too. Uh, I had a, a conversation with my wife. I don't remember if I've uh, talked to you about this or not. I know I've mentioned it on air previously because it's happened a couple of weeks back. But, uh, you know, every now and then, uh, sh we don't talk a whole lot about the topics on the show because... She does like listening to the show afterwards, hearing the final product, and she doesn't like spoilers. She's kind of funny like that. It had been a, a few weeks since she had had a chance to listen. And so uh, I mentioned part of our budgeting issues where we were having to cut back on a few other items. She said, well, why do we have to do that? And I said, well, gas prices are still rough, and that's still the biggest thing that's different from where we were at a couple of years ago. And she was like, but gas prices are coming down. <laughs> and it's like... Clearly, that is the media's influence. I said, off of the 10-year high, maybe. But then I said, look, it, it's not down 30 cents right now, honey. It's still up more than $2 from when Joe Biden went into office. That's the way you need to keep looking at it because that's the way it is. And she just looked at me for a second as she was thinking about it. And then she's like, you are absolutely right. And I can't believe after all the conversations we've had that I was buying into that. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't either, actually. That's kind of embarrassing. And I'm going to tell people on the show about this. And she's like, you better not. But here I am, Ron. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm going to catch some flack for it here. In tell, her it's my, tell her it's, I'll keep her secret, okay? <laughs> uh, it'll just between us and uh, the uh, few hundred thousand or so folks that listen. Uh, not too many people. Will know. But the, the fact is, is that it only took a minute to think about it to realize that what was what was happening. And, you know, there's just way too many folks that aren't taking that minute to think for themselves. Uh, Ron, let's uh, take another quick little break right about now. Before we go, again, remind everybody where they can find your work. And then on the other side, we're going to touch on the last topic of the day. And then we'll see if we can't sneak in the seventh and final pillar of society or if we might just have to pick that up a little later. Uh, Ron, uh, tell them where they can find you again. Please go to theronedwards.com. That's theronedwards.com where you can find out where you can enjoy the Ron Edwards American Experience Talk Show. Thank you very much, Tim. All right. Thank you. Uh, guys, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this very brief message with my guest, 
Ron Edwards right after this. All right. Well, my guest, Ron Edwards, is still technically with me. But you guys are going to have to wait till hour number two of today's broadcast to hear that. Uh, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, that means you're going to have to wait till, you know, tomorrow, same time as today. And I hope you will join me for that. Uh, conversation uh, continued to be as, uh, as good as one would expect. Now, uh, there was another uh, story I wanted to get to real quick before we end this first hour. And that's the story of Congressman Jamie Raskin. He, of course, is a Democrat from Maryland. And it seems like this past Friday, he got really upset with how presidents are elected in this country. You see, the Constitution mandates that the, the whole process be done through the Electoral College. Uh, it lays out how the states are to determine electors and how the electors are to proceed with their mandates of voting for on behalf of the states uh, who they're choosing to be president of the United States. Raskin, who, not surprisingly, as a Democrat, was also a constitutional law professor before he started his time in Congress. He was on MSNBC, and he had some interesting comments to make. And I don't mean interesting as in, hey, that's a great point, or interesting as, uh, from the standpoint of a constitutional law professor, I have a unique uh, perspective on the issue. He was clearly true blue, super blue, uber blue, mega blue Democrat point he needed to make. And he was talking to Chris Haynes on uh, MSNBC. And he basically told him that uh, the system as a whole was vulnerable. Okay? Now, remember, this is the same system that has been in use, in practice, since, well, you know, since immediately after George Washington. Meaning we've been doing this for a while now, guys. But uh, leave it to Congressman uh, Raskin to, to really let you know that the system itself is actually vulnerable. And that the Electoral College had allowed room for strategic bad faith actors. You know, like former President Donald John Trump. Which, of course, this is really just him attacking Trump. And the Democrats' long-time wish list of wanting to do away with the Electoral College. They don't like the fact that we live in a republic, boys and girls. They want an actual democracy. They want to convince the American people that democracy is something more than just mob rule. They want to convince the American people that democracy is the only fair way to run a country. Whereas if these same people that are typically listening to the Democrats were to, you know, spend just a few minutes thinking about it, they would realize that in a true democracy, they would never win. Because you see, a lot of the folks that are listening, or at least previously had been listening, tend to be members of minority groups. And minority groups are, by definition, the minority. 
Therefore, they're the one sheep when two wolves and a sheep get together to decide what to have for dinner. Democracy, straight democracy, pure democracy, doesn't tend to work very well for minorities. Anyway, quoting from Todd, quote, final question for you. You were a constitutional law professor before you were a United States congressman. I wanted to hear you talk about these different aspects of an inquiry or making the case here. Of course, Todd was noting that the January 6th committee, uh, of which Raskins is a part of, did not, in fact, have the power to prosecute former President Trump. So, back to the line of questioning, quoting once again, Your committee doesn't have criminal prosecutorial power, and nor should it. It's a congressional committee. There's a difference between what I would call the great crime of Donald Trump, which was a frontal assault on the core of American democracy, and whatever statutory violations of the U.S. Code he may have committed. Sometimes it can feel a little bit like a mismatch there, and I want to know what you think about these two lanes. Raskin replied, again I'm quoting, obviously we're going to need some legislative changes to the criminal code to account for now the possibility of presidents taking a headlong rush at seizing the presidency. But there are federal statutes out there that will do the job. We have coarse, have seditious conspiracy. We have conspiracy to interfere with the federal proceedings, which I think everyone can agree took place here. After all the whole chance was stop the steal, Raskin went on to insist that the riot took place on Capitol Hill had been planned out beforehand, although I've seen scant evidence of that. In fact, I would say quite the opposite. There doesn't seem to have been much of a plan at all. Certainly not a very good one. And most of what seems to have been planned seems to have been done so in a fashion that only lends itself to conspiracy theories that it was either Antifa or Democrats that created this event out of whole cloth. That it wasn't, in fact, Donald Trump. So, again, how far do you want to dig into the truth? How far do you want to dig into the facts as they exist on the ground? How many times are you going to insist on making me point things out that make it sound as if I'm a conspiracy theorist, then that somehow I should be banned from YouTube and Twitter for saying things that support the January Sixters, which... You know, obviously, I've made it quite clear I don't support the riot that took place. I think it was reactionary and not a good idea, and it gives the left ammunition to try to use against us. But Raskins, on the other hand, being part of that group that wants you to believe that everything was so terrible and horribly done, uh, he believes it. I'm sure he believes they made a convincing case during the January 6th uh, hearings. He continued saying, quote, So yeah, I think there will 
I think we will have to look at some new federal statutory changes. And we have to look at the way that the Electoral College itself is vulnerable to strategic bad faith actors like Donald Trump. The Electoral College is an accident waiting to happen, and we have to deal with that at some point the American uh, some point in American history. Why not now? All right, so yeah, here's a good reason not now, uh, Congressman. Because your solution is not a solution. The nerve, the unmitigated gall to refer to the Electoral College as an accident waiting to happen. The vulnerabilities in the system come from when states started changing how they selected their electors to represent them. The, the issues with the system was when states ignored their own state constitutions and how they conducted elections, leading to confusion, leading to the idea, the notion that some states were not sending qualified electors because the election results were not legitimate. Nor how could they be when nearly every vote was cast in a fashion that by the state constitution was an illegal vote. And illegal votes are not eligible votes to be counted, nor should they be. Doesn't seem like that hard of a concept. All right, that's going to have to be it for hour number one. Don't go anywhere. If you're listening to the podcast, hour number two starts right after this. And if you're listening on terrestrial radio, well, come back tomorrow and hear the rest of the Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And uh, hey, Joe, this is Tim Tap. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go. Hey. state clan taught to praise the little man told that union saved the working class he was raised a red state son to love the flag and own a gun warned about the greed within the mass they met beneath the moonlit sky a college party drunk and high and when they had degrees they said their vows He couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why, she was different in his eyes. They built careers and had a kid, tried to live like their parents did, but both their parties taxed them close to death. Learn to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She 
couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Saw them years ago A happy little cabin in the west They homeschooled on their farm Making so much more from so much less You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious. And I mean it. Not a joke. For real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. 
I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. Definitely not a joke when I say welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and so very glad to be with you on what at the time of the live broadcast just so happens to be the 21st anniversary of the attacks on the Twin Towers. Uh, it is indeed September 11th, 2022, as I'm speaking to you. Uh, however, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably catching this at least a day or two after that. And if you're listening on the uh, rebroadcast on Terrestrial Radio, this is the second hour of a two-hour live broadcast, of which the first hour is probably the, the being aired the day after. So it's been a couple of days at this point. You've probably had time to get over the fact that uh, Kamala Harris is very, very unprofessional in all her efforts to honor and remember those who have fallen. Uh, such a Ridiculous. Anyway, I'm going to stop there for I say something I shouldn't. Uh, as is the case, uh, Sundays now, uh, normally, I'm joined by Ron Edwards, and this Sunday was no exception. Uh, back in hour number one, you got to hear the first two segments of that conversation. And now, with no further ado, let us once again continue with the Sunday afternoon conversation. It's a purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is my conversation once again with Ron Edwards. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that brief break. Uh, once again, I am honored to be joined by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, with us for our Sunday afternoon conversation once more, it is indeed. Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I, I really, I say it all the time, but it's because I mean it, and there really aren't enough words to express how much I do truly appreciate your time uh, with us. Uh, I want to get to one more major topic uh, before we get into today's pillar, if we have time left, and that'll kind of be a once we get there a decision. Uh, we will finish the seven pillars eventually, listeners, even if we don't do it today. But uh, this story, it really kind of stuck in my craw. Uh, we've heard Elizabeth Warren, and she's ratcheted things up quite a bit the last couple of weeks, so I guess we should have known it was coming. She was talking about how Visa and MasterCard, Discover, and American Express, how they could do more to stop mass shootings, and they should. Well, Visa announced Saturday that they were creating a new code for gun purchases, and uh, in creating this new this new category, it's going to allow them to track gun purchases. It's a major give-in to those who want to see an end to the Second Amendment. What is your take on this, Veronica? Because, I mean, I know how I'm feeling about it, but between the anger, the disgust, and just the fact that they're supposed to be a financial institution, it's not like it's the first time we've seen people that can control the flow of money 
targeting conservatives for a number of reasons, but this one seems especially egregious. But what say you? Well, Visa did cave to the demands of uh, Democrats, including those in New York, uh, Pocahontas, and others, control groups. And as you just stated, will recategorize gun purchases in a way that allows them to be flagged. So I guess the, the government, or as they say down south, the government can bully them. Well, uh, you can go back to uh, the 28th of August. Um, it was duly noted that Gabby Giffords gun control group, Giffords, was urging major credit companies to flag gun ammo purchases via new sales categorization. categorization, categorization sorry about that. Uh, Giffords posted a tweet which said, the shooters in at least five mass shootings have stockpiled guns and ammo using credit cards that killed 145 people. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have the power to flag suspicious purchases and save lives. Call on them to act. Well, here's the thing. Most of the purchases, I'd say 99.5% of the the legal purchases of guns and bullets, they're not not being purchased by people in such a manner that are planning on going out and doing these horrendous things. Yes, there's always that 1% uh, nut job uh, or group of nut jobs that are going to do wrongful things. But that does not give, in my humble opinion, does not give a unalienable right, constitutional right, human right, or any right for government entities, for credit card companies, or Gabby Gifford to drag around and, and to flag individuals. This is like uh, uh, this is like a uh, lowbrow minority report. Oh, wait a minute. He may do, he's thinking about po- the possibility of robbing a bank because he's broke now, he, the thought crossed his mind. He's, we've got to go get him. We've got to flag him and watch him. So anyone who buys a certain amount of ammo, they want to bully you. They want to put a flag by you. They want to uh, watch you or maybe use it an excuse to in the four in the morning, just come bust in your house and have a look-see. This is what it's all about, intimidating people that are doing the right thing according to their God-given rights. You are right to own guns and as many bullets as possible, especially in this crazy world, to protect your house, your family, your dog, everything you own, including your life. This is what it's all about. The more bullets you have, the less control they feel they have. That's why I'd like to buy a second house to Tim and fill the entire house up with nothing but bullets. A huge house, 10,000 square foot house and fill it with nothing but bullets. All I have to do is crack a window and bullets would, would a few bullets would pop out, enough for a couple of magazines. After that, I wouldn't have said that before um, uh, Biden's speech the other night. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But when I saw that speech, that gave me a whole nother level of, of, of thinking when it comes to armaments and protecting yourself and and how deviant the people on the left are. You can't buy, you cannot buy too many bullets as far as I'm concerned. Flamethrowers, I don't care. Get what you have to get, do what you have to do, because when it comes to your life and the life of your family members, there, there, there's no limit as far as I'm concerned. Not after what Joe Biden said the other night. And you can have Governor Kathy Hochul, you can have Kathy Gifford, Gifford rather, Giffords rather, you can have uh, all every Democrat lawmaker, Pocahontas, I don't care. Any of these people and all of these people, some in office, 
those out of office, like Mrs. Clinton, the manly woman, Donna Brazil. She said MAGA movement is a threat to democracy. She too supports this gun grabbing situation or flagging. So in lieu of what Mr. Biden said, if you have a family, you're obligated to get as many as many armaments as you can. I'm sorry. That's that's just the way it is. We you know, uh, and I say that as, as a Christian man who believes in God, who, who who believes in his protection, the protection of the of the angels and the whole nine yards. But with all that protection, I've watched a lot of good people who love God as much as I do get taken out taken to jail, some still in the, the American gulag. You can love God to the hilt as much as King David. But if, if, you're, if you're not picked for, for holy protection, you better give yourself a better chance and make your own stockpile just in case, because these people are playing for keeps. And if you don't think I'm playing, if you, if you don't think that I'm serious, look, review history. And whenever these dictatorial, I hate to call them leaders, these dictators in the past made similar speeches to what hit, I mean, to what, uh, <laughs> calling him Hitler, to what uh, Biden made the other night. In the leader, in the past, leaders made these individuals made speeches similar to that. Every one of them. Yeah, it's my understanding. Look at what they did. It's my understanding that Biden's speech was actually way more moving and passionate in the original German before he translated it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we can laugh, but but history is serious. So. You know, I, and I'm serious too. When I say, if I could get a second house, ten thousand square feet, I would fill it with bullets and just have a little place only where only I know, where I just open it up and just they'd spill out for you know as many as I need. Because we are we are in that time time of history right now. And why did how do we get here, Tim? How do we get here? We allowed it. The church allowed it. The professors okayed it. The parents. I don't know what the heck they were doing. Doddled through it, and here we are. And see, their PG time is over. They are not playing. They just, like I said earlier in the broadcast, they they just arrested thirty-seven. It's either thirty-seven or thirty-nine um, well-known, including Steve Bannon, uh, supporters of Trump. People that have influence and have abilities, and they're trying to intimidate anyone who wants to support that that patriot. How dare Trump be such a patriot? <laughs> He's against the globalism. And that's what that that's what this is all about. The man loves God. The man loves our Constitution. Was he perfect? No, but he was certainly very good. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you how many times, Ron, I, I've had to say on the show, I've, I've had to be corrective. Uh, I was not on the Trump train to start with. I had serious reservations about him having been a a registered Democrat for so long, because, you know, in New York, they require you to register as part of the party you support, Uh, how much money he had given to Democrats, regardless of the fact that he was playing the game to try to be a successful uh, developer, uh, which is what was required. Obviously, uh, it requires bribery in New York to get things done uh, between the uh, politicians and the the union members. But uh, I've had to say multiple times that despite all my misgivings, uh, once it was clearly him, he earned the right to try to change my mind. And he did exactly that. Uh, 
uh, yeah, he said a lot of things. He made a lot of suggestions, but he was talking and saying the things that most Americans thought, well, why can't we just do this? Why can't we just do that? But he never once stepped outside of the Constitution. Once one of his advisors came up and said, uh, well, sir, Mr. President, uh, Trump, sir, this is why we can't do this. And then that would be it. He would drop the, the subject. And besides that, Donald Trump was always known to be the kind of guy that liked to work through his problems by talking out loud, hearing how it sounds, bouncing off the walls. And sometimes he would hear something come out of his own mouth and change his own mind without having to be advised to do so. We have a group of people right now that no matter how much cold, cruel, hard facts that the, the things that they're doing are destructive, uh, they will not change course. They will double down just because they can't admit when they were wrong. And also there's a good amount of uh, the issue that a lot of them are trying to cause that damage and pretend like it was an unintended consequence. Uh, before we uh, slide away from this topic, your final thoughts? Uh, I just have to say I agree with what you just said and that uh, you made total sense. And uh, I don't need to improve on a great uh, statement. All right. Well, I will take that as high praise, sir, and thank you. Do you have time to, to do one more uh, segment with me, sir? No problem. No problem, Bob. All <laughs> right. Well, uh, stay with me, guys. Uh, we'll take one more break, and then we will deal with the seventh and final pillar of society. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been hearing Mr. Ron Edwards and, uh, of course, me, Tim Tapp, as we've been tapping into the truth. Stay right where you're at. We'll be back after this very brief break. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. people of the United States of America fully understand the Biden administration, all Democrats and rhinos want destructive open borders. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Dear Democrats, globalist rhinos, and your legions of illegal border crossers, together you continue to wreak havoc throughout our republic. Most of you illegal border crossers have ventured here, invited by the Biden administration and others to help them to literally destroy this exceptional nation. We the people realize that you illegal border crossers are part of a means to an evil end perpetuated against we the people who simply want to live free in a land where problems are solved with real solutions, where farmers can grow good and healthy food and real clean energy such as natural gas, nuclear power, clean crude oil, etc. can be utilized to take care of our energy needs and be energy independent. Also, we know that Biden and most career politicians seek to bring you illegals here to help eradicate our Judeo-Christian and constitutionally limited heritage. In closing, we the people know that if God be for us, you and your wicked Democrat and rhino friends will toil for naught and succumb in utter peril. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And one of those old Victorian two, three-story apartment buildings. And going up to see a woman whose name, she's passed away, but won't mention her name now. 
and stand in that rotunda, that, that part that stuck out around the building, and she'd say, Joey, I know. I know what's going on. They all planted downstairs. I can hear them, but I'm afraid to tell anybody. I'm afraid to tell anybody. The gangs. And so I got her so that I got a phone number for the local cops. She'd call. They promised not to identify her because they knew there'd be retribution. And the crime rate began to drop for real, not a joke. You got to know people. You got to know and you. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Sometimes little things make a big difference. Take the modern cooler, for example. Obviously, a cooler is supposed to keep your stuff cold. But it's the little things, the obsessive quest for perfection that sets blue coolers apart. Little things, like realizing that girth matters. Huh? So they put 40% more insulation in the sidewalls. It can keep ice cold for up to 10 days at a fraction of the cost of the overpriced brands. Little things like adding a pressure release valve to the cooler. See, a slight change in air pressure can seal your cooler tighter than a camel's butt in a sandstorm. With Blue Cooler's pressure release valve, a gentle push of a button regulates the pressure. So you can open it with your finger. Little things, like re-engineering a locking mechanism that is so easy to open and close, even a child can do it. <laughs> That's not apple juice! The rest of the industry still uses a thick piece of tire rubber to lock their coolers, requiring the strength of an Olympic athlete to open it. Even the accessories have little things that make a big difference. It's the little things. The little things like the upgraded LED light kit. It illuminates the cooler when you open the lid so you don't accidentally grab an apple juice when what you really wanted was something stronger. Mommy, I'm hungry. Go to bed. It's mommy time. Little things like putting the drain plug on the same side as the wheels so you can easily drain it without looking like a moron. Genius. Little things like having a built-in bottle opener instead of a trashy looking accessory strapped to the handle that dings up your cooler. It's the little things. Little things like putting wheels on the biggest coolers. You're welcome, soccer mom. All those little things on blue coolers certainly feel like big things to me. So don't wait till you're a thousand miles away from civilization before you realize how important the little things really are. Grab yourself a blue cooler and experience the big difference today. Listen, if you get your self-esteem from overpaying for brand name stuff just to impress people, don't buy a blue cooler. But if you appreciate the little things that make a big difference, grab yourself a blue cooler and experience premium performance at a fraction of the price of that poser brand. Click the link to get yours today. Don't take my Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap 
into the truth. Hey, Joe. indeed. It certainly seems like a good number of folks want to rule the world more than actually do their jobs or worry about the American people. I'm looking at you, Congress, and presently every member of the White House staff. Yes, indeed. Now, I want to mention a few things before we get back to the conversation with Ron Edwards. Number one, you heard that lovely sounding lady talking about clicking the link below when it comes to checking out Blue Coolers. Uh, Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, the link she's talking about is the one in the show description. Uh, That's the one I need you to click anyway. Uh, You heard Built Bar back in uh, hour number one. You just heard Blue Coolers. And uh, there will also be a link to Patriot Depot today. Patriot Depot is a brand new company that I have an affiliation with. Just started this past week. They have literally all kinds of super phenomenal items at pretty reasonable prices if you happen to be conservative, if you happen to be Christian, or if you happen to be a Trump supporter, uh, understanding that not all of those things are mutually exclusive, but sometimes uh, they're not all necessarily found in the same person. You can be a Trump supporter and not be a Christian. You can be a Trump supporter and not be a conservative. You can be a conservative and uh, be a Trump supporter, but not necessarily a Christian. And, you know, any combination thereof. But here's the really cool part. You'll find stuff for every aspect of that. T-shirts, hoodies, uh, shot glasses for the Second Amendment. uh, Just a ton of phenomenal stuff. DVDs. In fact, right now they have a great deal going on. It's a combo deal with uh, Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, along with a 2,000 Mules t-shirt, uh, so you can get the actual DVD and a shirt to go with it. Uh, a lot of great uh, stuff. Just a lot. You really have to go see it to believe it. And I'm going to ask you to follow the link in the show description so that they know I sent you. And that's uh, the case with the Built Bar, that's the case with Blue Coolers, and that's the case with Patriot Depot. And one more thing I'd like to mention before getting back to my conversation with Ron is September is Bourbon Heritage Month. Yes, yes, a very, very important month for me because I happen to be a bourbon lover. I am. I love bourbons, and I do have a new favorite. I've mentioned it to you here before, and my affinity for it has nothing to do with the fact that I do have a small equity stake in the company, although I do. It has everything to do with the fact that homegrown Boone's bourbon is proving daily that high-proof bourbon doesn't have to be high-cost bourbon. And when you're looking for bourbon, 
But when you're looking for bourbon during Bidenflation, sorry, I had a few too many Bs going there, uh, you'll do well to get something that literally kicks butt and tastes great and is a little more economical than some of your other options out there. Uh, it's just quality stuff. And uh, if you've tried it, you already know what I'm talking about. If you're a fan of high-proof bourbons, you're going to love them. And uh, you know what? All you have to do is go where you normally purchase your spirits. If they don't have it, if you don't see it, be sure to ask if they carry it. And if they don't carry it, ask them if they will. Or, at the very least, ask them if they know somebody else who might be. Because if enough of you ask that question alone, that might be enough to have them bring some in. And, uh, you know, you won't be sorry either way. It's great stuff. All right. With all that having been said, uh, let's get back to the conversation. The final segment of my Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards. Uh, this, over the seventh and final pillar of civilization, we're talking about faith, although it's labeled as religion. And we actually address that as well. Here we are. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ron Edwards. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me. We are running long. As, as I have often said, I tend to get very greedy with other people's time uh, if they're willing to allow me. And uh, Ron has fallen into my trap. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, again, I do, uh, all kidding aside, greatly appreciate the generosity which you share your time with me, sir. Um, we've got one more thing to talk about today before I let you go. And then I promise I will let you get back to doing the things you need to do. Uh, and that is, of course, finally get to the seventh and final pillar of the seven pillars of society. We have talked about the media. We've talked about free market economics. We've talked about the government. We've discussed the family. We've talked about education. And we have talked about arts and entertainment. Now, today, sir, we will talk about religion. And I think going in, it's important to make a distinction between organized religion and actual faith. And that's a big part of what makes this pillar so uh, important, uh, because faith goes a long way. And people try to use the words interchangeably. And sometimes it's important to have the ability to discern the difference. Uh, but Ron, First of all, how do you define religion, and why do you believe it to be an important pillar in society? Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion, even if I cannot sing. <laughs> um, oh, I don't, I don't hear an argument there. To the contrary. <laughs> Actually, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was about to say, okay, folks, that's an extra $5 over the locals account because you don't get that level of entertainment for free. <laughs> religion, um, the religious pillar. First of all, I, I, I just got to say from the jump, I would have called it something else other than the religious pillar, but I didn't name them uh, because God hates religion. Religious means the habit, basically. You're just doing something. It's methodical. Bum, 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 same beat. Um, but religion, if we'll just call it faith. Okay. I define it as, as, as having a belief in and following 
of God, of, of, of our creator. And uh, seeking, um, it's a lifestyle that is supposed to, and here's the big fallout here, it is supposed to have an impact on society. And, and, and directly, it should indirectly, not necessarily always directly, but I should, I believe that indirectly, the faith pillar, religious pillar, whatever, should have the greatest impact on society. If carried out correctly, based upon faith, obedience to those, to, to, to the statutes of our creator. That's where you have the impact, the positive impact that it is supposed to have. And as a result, you have a blessed society. Because when you follow the tenets of your faith, and let us presume of the Christian uh, faith here, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, whose son is Jesus Christ. So let's assume that one, okay? Yeah. And you're supposed to, by in being involved in that through faith, there is supposed to be a huge impact on society. That is why parents will do the right thing. That is why teachers will do the right thing. That is why your entertainment will be wholesome. That is why your preachers will, oh, wait a minute. Here's a shocker. Tell you the truth. All of it. That is why all these things will work together for good. Despite what the enemy and those who love the enemy mean for evil. Romans 8.28 is supposed to be a big, big, big part of our society because there are always there's always been those who have been out or hell bent on destroying the society. There was a couple of them were in there with the founding fathers. They were called Masons. Freemasons. They morphed later into Democrats and the, and, and the rest is history. But if we are doing what we are supposed to be doing, those of us who believe and have faith in and seek to obey God and who seek his wisdom. Yeah, out of that, you have a very good society. America's li living proof of that. Today, South Korea is living proof of that. There's a has been a huge wave of uh, Christian growth in, in South Korea. It's a very blessed uh, segment of the world. Seoul, South Korea, very Christian-oriented city. Very clean, 20 million people that live in that city, that it is cleaner than probably any small, quaint country town in beautiful Tennessee. And that's because why those people believe and they carry out living according to his principles. America used to be pretty much like that, pretty much. And so as we walk away from what they like to call the religion of pillar, we become a disorganized, uh, disunified um, society. And the thing is, see, it's, it's like trying to reconfigure what is water. You're trying to make dry water that works. There's no such thing. There's no such animal. There's no, there's, there's, it's an illogical concept. So therefore, it's going to fail. It is illogical to go against 
what made you. God created us. That pillar is so important. And right now, America is now in a retarded state of trying to exist without her, without God. It's retarded. It's evil, retarded, and the whole nine yards. And without it, that is why uh, you have black women on subway cars in New York City putting their naked behinds at the crouches of young men that are standing there holding on as the trucks, as the trains zoom along in the tubes. And will beat your behind if you walk on and you see it and you say something. And you're talking about all kinds of things going on in some of these cars, like a bunch of uncivilized animals. That's as close as I can say uh, uh, to what's going on. You probably have read about some of the stuff. You're very informed, Tim. But that's a product, a byproduct of walking away from what they like to call the religious pillar. I call it, you agree, it's more about faith. And so we are, as a result, sir, we are in a huge um, emergency state. And just because people can still go to the store and and millions watch their football today um, and still, you know, you can still get uh, pretty much what you want to eat. But if this stuff is allowed to crash because we, the people, didn't come together and say, you know what, wait a minute, Lord, forgive us. You know something, Lord, we didn't decide we we decided not to uh, call our representatives on during the week and check them and let them know that we know what they're doing, at least be on record. You watched us to see what we would do, Lord, and, you, and we didn't we didn't come to you in faith as the founding fathers did, as Lincoln did, as Frederick Douglass did, even FDR did. And he prayed for America in front of the world. Even FDR of all people. But yet, preachers today will not even pray for our nation. And then they wonder why we're, we're, we're jacked up. Although a lot of the preachers agree with America's current position in the world. I'll give you an example. Mr. Warlock, I mean Warnock of, of Georgia, Senator War- Warlock. He said that uh, Jesus was just um, pulling a psychological trick when he was uh, talking about the commandments. Maybe I should pull it up. It means what I just said, but that's not the exact quote. It's a verbatim representation of what he said. When I saw that, I saw it last night. I I was I was shocked. I, I, I was stupidly shocked. I should not have been shocked. But this is what this this guy in, who stands in the pulpit, once occupied by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Martin Luther King Sr., two great men, who at least at the very least understood good principles. And you have this jerk Warlock, Warlock saying something like that, and he called he considers himself to be a minister of God. And don't think he's just one of the few. Don't don't get it twisted. So we have totally uh, turned the pillar of I hate 
of religion or faith into a joke. And Christians are running around thinking, why? How come in Pennsylvania they got the Satanists bringing the Satanist club to school, but we can't bring our Christianity in the school? And it's gotten to a point now they're not even fussing about it. The the secularist conservatives are the ones fighting against it more than anyone. So here we are. It it would be astounding if it wasn't par for the course, though, Ron. I mean, uh, you you, uh, were kind of giving yourself what for a minute ago for being surprised by what Warnock, Warnock had to say, but at the end of the day, that's all this is for anybody that falls on the left. It's all a big psychological op, and they use the trappings of religion, and religion is a trap, uh, <laughs> one that is designed to pull you away from faith, uh, unfortunately. They're using these trappings of religion to try and also bolster their own positions and try to make you think that, well, these are all meta. Oracle. They're not literal. You're not supposed to take it literally. Uh, a big chunk of it, you are. I mean, that's the whole purpose of faith. Uh, I think we're very much on board with the idea of using the word faith here as an actual pillar uh, and not allowing religion to be that stand-in because the left has done what they always do. They try to control the language, but they try to use the right words wherever they can and just twist what you believe those words to mean more so than actually change definitions when they can help it but uh, they're not above doing that either if no, you if you don't have the discernment uh, to know the difference then you have not uh, you've not spent the time reading yourself and again that takes us right back to where i uh, almost always end up with which is do your own research and in this case Read the freaking Bible. There are certain things that every person on this planet should be doing. And I don't care what country you're in. I don't care what your culture is. If you have not read the United States Constitution, if you have not read the Declaration of Independence, if you've not read the Federalist Papers, if you've not read Thomas Paine, if you have not read the Bible, then there's a great many things that you are going to fall for. A great many things that you're not going to be able to discern for yourself. And it's going to put you in a position where you are simply not going to be capable of making a good choice. And that is why education was so important. That's why the media is so important. That's why family is so important. Uh, Arts and entertainment can be used to both educate and inform and to help move culture in the right direction. Free market economics can certainly go a long way towards improving everyone's position in life. And not just their position in so much as, oh, well, I'm very hoity-toity now, but position (laughs) as in where you are, how much freedom and liberty can you uh, enjoy, and just can you get yourself away from those who would drag you down? Uh, but without faith, it's all for naught. You get nowhere. And there is so much lack of freedom and so much lack of liberty around the world because in places, our Bible is banned. There's so many places where people are not permitted 
to speak freely of the word. And mm -hmm. as you pointed out, unfortunately, one of those places is public schools in this country. And too many of the people who should be standing up for faith in this country are the ones leading the charge against faith in the name of religion. Uh, it's just, it's difficult to fathom. It's the same kind of uh, juxtaposition that we see in Congress today. The only thing that our forefathers did not accurately uh, predict was a lack of jealous guarding of power. Mm. And, and that's something that they expected would happen, which is why they never thought that you would see Nancy Pelosi making a speech <laughs> about how Joe Biden doesn't have the power to forgive student loan debt. And then a year later, talk about what a bold move it was to strengthen our nation. Uh, she, she was doing the right thing when she gave the first speech. She was failing to stand up to her constitutional responsibilities when she gave the other. They put party above policy. They put party and personal wealth above duty, which again yeah. takes us back around to uh, Queen Elizabeth, who put duty above everything. And, you know, a big part of her actual responsibilities of Queen was also being the head of the Church of England. You, you talked earlier when we were discussing her, about her personal faith, but she had a very public position of faith too. And she was very devout in that as well. Uh, that pillar of faith, not religion, is so vital. And uh, yes, you are, you've hit every nail on the head, Ron. And, and again, I thank you so much. We are going to have to wind down now, but before I do that, I want you to do two things for me. First of all, any final thoughts for the day, please feel free to throw that out there. And then of course, for the last time today, let everybody know where they can find you and your work and uh, throw out your social media handles as long as you're still inviting people to follow you anywhere. Oh, uh, let's see. Final thoughts. The only thing I can think is that uh, God help us because mm -hmm. uh, it's it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to, to come together as Americans. And if you love this country, if you love your family, if you love yourself, you should love yourself too. Um, and you want your stuff. It's time to, to, to unite with your fellow Americans and fight and push back against the madness. And whatever your Metron is, because we all have different uh, <coughs> excuse me, avenues that, that we're called to walk. And um, what I do is different from what you may do, et cetera, et cetera. But we've got to do something and do it together. Uh, because when good men do nothing, uh, evil men win. They have their way, and we just can't do that. I I don't want history to look back on us and say, shame on you for for simply being wimpus Americanus apologeticus do-nothings. We can't do that. We can't afford it. Um, Again, my show, you can reach me. Just go to the theronedwards.com, theronedwards.com, and check me out there. Uh, I am on Rumble, the Ron Edwards. I think it's the Ron Edwards. Yes, the Ron Edwards on Rumble. Uh, you can find me on, I forget these things, so, Truth Social. Um, I am the Edwards Notebook one. And um, elsewhere, to go to Facebook 
And you'll find Ron Edwards and also Friends of the Edwards Notebook page there as well, sir. Uh, thank you very much. All right, as always, sir, God bless, Godspeed, and thank you so much again for being so very generous with your time, Ron. And uh, I look forward to us getting back together again soon. And before I go, I did want to thank you uh, once more for having me on your show as you had me on uh, your Labor Day broadcast. So uh, thank you for uh, for having me join you. I appreciate that as much as well. Yep. And folks, in fact, you can go to uh, Spotify and uh, find the Ron Edwards doc, the the Ron Edwards American Experience V2 shows on Spotify and everywhere um, you can find podcasts. You'll find them everywhere, including Tim's recent show. I meant to send you that too, Tim. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Ron, and uh, we'll get together again real soon. Absolutely. Take care. Godspeed. You as well, sir. You as well. Mm-hmm. Bye now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ron Edwards, and uh, this is Tapping to the Truth. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this brief break. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious, and I mean it. Not a joke, for real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. It seems that the desire to murder unborn American babies could spell big people problems for those running for office who may want to help secure our border or defend parental rights. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Just recently, Democrats Mary Peltola won the special election for Alaska's only congressional House seat, besting a field that included popular Republican Sarah Palin, who was seeking a political comeback in the state where she was once a very popular governor. In Michigan, where 40% of small businesses were lost due to draconian Corona China virus restrictions and the overall plague of the Democrat Governor Whitmer administration is just plain awful. However, because of many years of government school indoctrination, many voters throughout our republic would rather see our nation overrun with illegal border crossers, the economy destroyed by Biden, the USA taken over by China, the traditional family done away with, and a drag queen for every child than abortion being rightfully decided by the states and reduced. So beware, Republicans, while you try to distance from Trump, Democrats may utilize the abortion issue to clean your clocks and then finish a republic off. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. 
Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds Coffee Display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. I, I do not view abortion as a, uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy. And I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. Break it down in layman's terms. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. Thank you. Just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. I keep forgetting I'm president. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. I'm not being facetious, and I mean it. Not a joke, for real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. Yes, yes, not a joke. We we get it, Joe. It only sounds like a joke if you still have some level of common sense. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, it, it has been my distinct honor and privilege to get to spend this time with you, and I am so very grateful that you've chosen to to listen to this point into the broadcast, because whether you're listening to the podcast and you're very nearly through two hours of uh, me and uh, today, uh, a lot with Ron Edwards as well, or if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio and your dial wasn't broken, in other words, you weren't stuck having to listen, uh, then you've chosen to be here for at least an hour, hopefully previous broadcasts as well. And uh, that does mean a lot to me. It really does. I would like to ask you, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, to listen to the versions that are monetized and listen to the ads. Let the ads play. Uh, Turn them down if you want to, whatever. That is one way that you can help to support the show and not have to spend a single penny of your own. Uh, However, some other great ways to help out are to uh, click the links in the show description to take you to places like Built Bar. It does a phenomenal series of different tasting candy bars. Wow, you know, they keep saying protein bars. They keep saying good for you. But my tongue keeps saying candy bars. Because they just taste that good. Also, uh, the link that would take you to Blue Coolers. And, you know, the only thing better than summertime camping is autumn camping. Uh, The weather started to cool down, but you still get to have that great adventures outdoor. And uh, if you're going to go camping at all, uh, you've got to have 
a cooler that's going to be up to the challenge. And if you're going for a few days, you might as well take yourself some 10-day uh, ice at a fraction of the price level quality. Uh, that is blue coolers. Hit that link. And uh, like I said, if you're looking for cool stuff to add to your wardrobe, or if you're looking for jewelry, or if you're looking for novelties, or just basically a an economical way to uh, stand up and make a statement about either your faith or your belief in conservative values in the American people, uh, maybe just the Second Amendment, uh, maybe you're just a Trump supporter who wants to get uh, a brand new t-shirt talking about uh, Sleepy Joe's fishing expeditions based out of Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Uh, whatever example you might be looking for, click the link to the Patriot Depot that you'll see in the show description. Also want to remind you that it is indeed Bourbon Heritage Month. And if you're not a big fan of bourbon, maybe it's just because you haven't had the right bourbon. Maybe you haven't drank very much bourbon, period. Uh, lots of people think it's not bourbon if it's not from Kentucky. That's not necessarily true. Uh, I know we do a few nice bourbons here in Tennessee. And uh, homegrown Boone's bourbon, a phenomenal product it's actually made in south carolina so bourbon being an american whiskey doesn't have to come from one location but it still does have to follow a certain tradition certain brewing style and uh, you only have a few options on the table for how you work that out you have the lower proof versions and you have the high proof version, uh, versions and uh, if you're looking for high proof normally that comes with a pretty high price tag but that is not the case with Boone's bourbon it's good stuff uh, way more economical and they're just proving that high proof bourbon that tastes good doesn't have to be that expensive well I would like to make a quick statement also about our conversation and trying to, uh, when it comes to the pillar of faith, I know we said it a few times, but it's important to understand how to make the distinction. We're not saying you shouldn't practice your religion. We're saying you should be mindful of it and not just fall into the routine of it. Uh, lots of folks have used the trappings of religion as a trap to take you further away from the Gospels, to take you further away from a true spiritual path. Discernment is the key. If you have any questions or any doubts, pray on it. God will reveal himself to you. You just have to ask. That's going to have to be it for me for today. As always, thank you ever so much for being here. And remember, don't take my word for it, definitely. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And, uh, yeah, final message for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go, hey. let's go, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You know what they say,
gun control is using both hands. Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep. So hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep. Is using both hands Well I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family using both hands not a joke not a joke and that wasn't hyperbole i meant that i'm not joking no i'm serious this is not hyperbole and i'm not being facetious and i mean it not a joke for real not a joke i mean it i'm being serious i'm being serious but all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.